It's so wonderful to have you with us today. Would you join with me in thanking the worship team today? They just did a wonderful job. They've worked so hard this week along with the production you're going to see in just a few minutes. We had a sunrise gathering this morning. Oh my goodness. It was beautiful at 6.06. I couldn't believe people showing up. 177 people at the, you know, I'm like, wow. It was awesome. This is our fifth gathering and it's been amazing what God has done. But he's not done yet. You ought to see the people in the foyer. By the way, if you're in the foyer, you're not forgotten. We love you guys and so thankful that you're with us. If you're online in Idaho or one of the states or nations, God bless you. Thank you for joining in Heart of the City Church. If you're an old, nutty, fuddy, older person in this room right here going, why is it so loud? Why those, why those young people dancing up front? Hey, they ain't breaking into your car. They're not breaking into your home. And they're not stealing your money to go do drugs. They actually love Jesus. I can say old nutter, futter, older, whatever, because I'm kind of one of those. I love the young people just loving Jesus and Jesus freaks. The, M, the beautiful MC, the beautiful MC was my wife. So thankful for her. The theme is Long Live the King, if you haven't caught that. On January 20th, 1936, King George V of England died. He was succeeded by his son, who then became King Edward VIII. When the King George died, the people proclaimed, the king is dead. Long live the king. The chant, this because, though one king died, another king ascended to the throne to take his place. About a few months ago, I was watching the news and uh, King Charles III was walking through a crowd and someone, it was just kind of cool, someone said, long live the king. I'm thinking, man, these are human people. We got a king who lives forever and ever. We're going to talk about him today. Unless you're part of a country and in that kingdom in which that king reigns, you probably don't know too much about that king or that kingdom or the ways of that kingdom. Like King Charles III, very popular on TV. But there's other kings, there's kings all over the world that you may not even know their name and you sure don't know what they stand for or the kingdom. Like for example, King William Alexandra, he's the king of Netherlands or King Abdul II, King of Jordan or King of Mohammed VI, he's the king of Morocco, King uh, Tupo of Tonga, King Herod V, Norway, all these different kings are kings, but you may know their name, you may not know their name, you probably don't know too much about them. I want to share with you today about a very, very special king. If you're not part of his kingdom, then you really don't know him either. 
You may know his name, but you probably don't really know him. A very special king that's not an ordinary king. Matter of fact, he's a very extraordinary king. One, you may have heard his name. You may have said his name. You may have seen his name. You may have used his name. You may even have used his name in vain. This king's name has been used in vain more than any other name that I personally know of. His name is used in cults, world religions, and false beliefs. Because I believe that they just feel like they need to just add this king's name to their list. The enemy wants to water down his name, and the enemy wants you to think that this king is weird. But I got news for you. This king that I speak of today is the greatest king, and his name, like you've been singing, is a name above all names. Listen to the scripture. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him, given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and every tongue should confess Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Amen. But unless you know this king, unless you're part of his kingdom, just like the king of Jordan or the king of Sweden or any other king that you may think of, you probably don't know him or his ways. I don't have to obey the king of Norway because I don't live in Norway, nor do I know Norway's ways or their kingdom, but there is one that I obey. There's one that I live for. There's one that I love. There's one that's changed my life. And he's the king. And he's the king of all kings. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. He's the king. I met this king December the 7th, 1986. Well, J.O., I don't really want to follow a king or be part of a kingdom or you know, have to bow to a king or any of those things. Well, I got to tell you right now, like it or lump it, one day you will bow to his name. Now, I want to encourage you to do that today, but that's going to be left up to you because God gives us this thing called self-will or choice. Very beautiful, very dangerous. But maybe today, if you just listen about who this king really is, you may change your mind about this king, and being part of this famous kingdom. Some people call this kingdom the upside-down kingdom because of the heart of this king, his love, his compassion, his power, his sacrifice. This is a king that you really need to know. This king and his kingdom leads to life and life abundant. This king and his kingdom lead to eternal life. The life you live right now might be 1920. Ah, I'll never die. Oh, yeah, you will. And the moment that God says that you will die, your heart will stop 
Bam. The shortest life that you will ever live is the life that you're living right now. If I had a rope that was one mile long, this life on that rope would be about that long. And the rest would be eternity. And there's only one way into the kingdom of heaven is through this king that I speak of today. This king was not born in a palace. Matter of fact, he was born in a barn, in a manger. But wise men, who probably was very wealthy, came a long, long ways from the east, sought him out. Born not of a queen, but a young virgin lady named Mary, in a very supernatural way, by the Holy Spirit. A, who, a king who, who came not to serve. I'm sorry, let me back that up. A king who actually, because this is not like most kings, a king who actually came to serve and not one to serve. A king who his dad on earth was a carpenter but his heavenly father was the God of the universe. He's pretty extraordinary, the king that I share with you today. He didn't come in robes and things that you would normally think of as a king, all the pompous and what have you, but he carries the greatest authority that anyone can ever carry. A king who went about, listen to him, doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That might be you today. You may be in forever oppressed by the devil. He's for you, and he wants to set you free. You see, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he wants to set you free today. He went about opening eyes. He went opening ears. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. He cleansed people of all kind of skin diseases. You name it, he went about doing good and he has changed the entire world, this king that I talk about today. Before him was kings and after him were kings and there'll still be kings after him. Matter of fact, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there are like over 30 evil kings the Bible talks about. Matter of fact, the Bible talks more of evil kings than it does good kings. Over 30 evil kings and about eight good kings. One of the good kings, and he wasn't always even that good, but he was a great king. His name was David, a man after God's own heart. Pretty good king. Stumbled all over the place, committed adultery, Murder, you're like, he's a good king. Well, he's good king to a bunch of the other evil kings. Listen to this evil king. This guy, his name was King Abimelech, and guess what he did? He killed 70 of his own brothers. Evil. I know you at this point probably know the king's name that I speak of. But my question to you is, do you really know him? 
See, you can't skip into heaven, make it into heaven by just knowing his name. The Bible says devils and demons, they believe in him. You're not going to find them in heaven. It's more than knowing the king's name. It's knowing him intimately. This king was amazing. He talked about his kingdom. Matter of fact, he taught us to pray, and it was connected with his kingdom. This is how he taught us to pray in Matthew 6, 9 through 10. He said, in this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed. I know some of you Christians, you're like, yeah, 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 I've heard this a million times. But hear this. Here, feel this. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom. Say that with me, kingdom. Your kingdom. See, we're part we're not part of a kingdom in America. We have a president. You don't have to listen to him. I'm not even trying to be political. I'm just stating the fact that you don't have to listen to your president. But in certain situations, if you're in a kingdom, you better listen to the king. Might lose your head. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a heavenly kingdom that God wants you to end up at, to be with him for eternity. John the Baptist, we sang a little bit about him today. He came before Jesus in making the way for Jesus, and he preaches this once again, relating it to the kingdom. He says in Mark 1.15, and saying, the time is fulfilled. I gotta let you know, the time is fulfilled like never before today. And the kingdom of God is at hand. That was spoken about 1,990 years ago. I'm telling you, it's at hand today. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus himself preached about this kingdom. He said this in Luke 4, 43. He said, but he said to them, I must preach the kingdom. Go with me, church. Kingdom of God to the other cities also because this purpose I have been sent. The king himself was trying to spread the good news of your life, your jacked up life can be changed. That you, in the situation you're in right now, your life can be saved. And I mean saved because some of you are drowning. He preached this because he knows the condition of man. You may say, well, I'm good, J.O., I'm just a good guy. That's not what God says. I know the culture says that. I know humanity says that. I know you want to believe that. But the Bible says, my and your heart is wicked. We're bent for sin. He preached a different message. This guy, Jesus, whoo, could he preach? And he preached upside down and all around. He preached things no one had ever heard. Listen to this. Just a, here's this, just a speck of his preaching. Matthew 5, 43 through 44. All before that, Beatitudes, all of it's upside down, all over the place. It's like, wow! He's a different kind of king. Listen to what he says this in verse 43. 
You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. (laughs) But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. There was a time where I had a sister and she was killed. And I actually accidentally went to the wreck and she was laying beside the road. A couple months later, I was in a bar because I wasn't always walking with Jesus. And the dude that killed my sister came and sat down in the bar next to me, not knowing who I was, not knowing who he was. And I actually got locked up that night. Years later, I came to know Jesus. And I felt like the first thing the Holy Spirit told me to do, forgive. Forgive. All the things that I had ever done, God forgave me. Jesus says, forgive. Once or twice, J.O., when they, you know, take advantage of once or seven times 70. This is the king that I speak of today. Every king in the past and future have sinned, but not this king. This king walked on earth 33 and a half years, and he never made a mistake. Jesus actually became sin for us. He's 100% God, and he's 100% man. Look what the Bible says about how he became sin. Why is that so important? Because you can never get into the kingdom of heaven without someone taking care of your sin. But because of Jesus, he became sin so that you could be clothed and become absolutely righteous. Look what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I know that at this point, you know the king's name that I speak of. But look at me. Do you actually know him? Every king before and every king after him has died, even the great king David. The Bible says in Acts 13, 36, for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and saw corruption. He saw corruption. Every king has saw corruption. Every king, they all have this in common. They have all died. Like everyone in this room, I hate to be a, a Debbie Downer, but we're all going to die one day. But it's important to know where you're going to live forever at. That's vital. This king didn't see corruption. Look what the Bible says about him in Acts 30, 13, 37. But he who God raised up saw no corruption. In this day and time, if you ever want to be canceled by someone, all you have to do is share truth. And all of a sudden, all, all of a sudden this thing cancel became real popular. And I'm thinking, cancel, that's always been around. If you want to make everyone ticked off at you, just share truth with them. 
right? Jesus shared truth, and guess what? He was canceled. Jesus loved the unlovable. Guess what? He was canceled. He went about doing good, healing, touching, saving. He was canceled. He healed. He was canceled. He ate and drank with sinners. He couldn't do nothing right. He was canceled. He was mass shamed, and he was mass canceled. So if you've been canceled lately, you're not alone. Maybe you've canceled someone because they didn't agree with everything that you agreed with. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God has a better way for all of us. Jesus was not treated like a king. Matter of fact, they didn't even have room for him in the inn. But whenever he was water baptized, someone showed up at his baptism, and it was off the hook. Look at this, Matthew 3, 16. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and look, and he saw the Spirit of God descending upon him like a dove and alighting upon him. He may have been canceled by the culture, but not by God. He also was betrayed by one of his closest friends for 30 pieces of silver and a kiss. His number one disciple, his number one, you'll see him number one throughout the entire New Testament. His number one disciple absolutely denied him three times. At one point, all the disciples that walked with him three and a half years were gone. Couldn't find them anywhere. Completely forsaken and abandoned him. Now, he stands before a king. The king is like, Man, I don't know what to do. He's not really, sir, you know, he's not really worthy of death with the Jews and, and the crowd, and the crowd starts screaming, crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. So they went and he was beaten, went to a post, striped on his back. This king was bruised for you and I. This is what the Bible says, Isaiah 53, 5, for you and I. He was wounded for our transgressions. Our tra- your cran- say, this, say this, my transgression. I don't want you to think I'm preaching to somebody else. I'm preaching to you and to me. He was bruised for our transgressions. I'm sorry, he was wounded, and then he was bruised for our inequities. What is inequities? That's kind of a, kind of a well, he was bruised for your sin and evil. It goes on to say he was brutally beaten. Listen to this beating that he took. The Bible says he was chastened. He was chastened. He was beaten. Look what it says. Uh, uh, He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our inequities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Today, you may be battling a sickness or disease. I want to let you know right now that Jesus has made a way for you to be whole. He took on your sickness. He took on your disease. He took on your affliction. I tell you what, it is this king did it all for you and I. He's the healer today. He bled. This king bled. He poured out of every porpoise. I mean, he poured out of his hands. Every place your hands went that they shouldn't have went, he bled for. Every place your feet went that your feet shouldn't go he bled for everything that came out of your rotten mouth that you shouldn't have said he bled for he did all of this why did he have to bleed 
Well, let me read it. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all of our sins. The blood. If you bleed on your new white shirt, you'd be like, honey, take this shirt, put some vinaigrette on, you know, get into cold water. We got to get the stain out right now. Jesus' blood's opposite. He cleanses us from all of our sin. Every bit of it. You can be whiter than snow. And he also delivers us. Delivers us from evil. He opens wide prison doors. He comes to set us free. Listen to me today. This king was crucified. Listen to this. Over his head was a sign. The sign said, the king of the Jews. They didn't even know that it was true. And they put a crown of thorns on his head. They thought that they were just gut punching him. They thought that they were mocking him, and they were. But actually what they were doing and were saying was absolutely prophetically true. And then they began to say, hell to the king of the Jews, hell. And you know what's scary? Is all of it was very true. He was the king of the Jews. He's the king of the Gentiles, me and you. He's the king of the entire world. And he did all of this, died and buried, that you may live free and for eternity. So you've got quite the story. I would have never guessed all of what your life used to look like when I see you now. Yeah, everything's changed. Initially, how did you even get to a place that was that dark? Getting lost is easy, fun even for a time. And then one day you wake up and you're completely empty. And there are some that don't wake up at all. So what you were doing seemed right to you. When you go your own way, the lines are blurred all the time. And even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Walk us through what happened.
I mean, when I say I should be dead right now, if he wouldn't have come at that exact moment, the substance abuse, the fear, the rage, the shame, it was killing me. And Jesus showed me how low he was willing to go when he allowed himself to be tortured and hung on that cross. But then, while I was a long way off, left for dead, in the middle of betraying him a thousand times over, It was wild to me that I still felt so wanted by him. And Would you say Jesus was a big part of your recovery? A, a big part. Jesus was my recovery. Is. And now I'm his. Everyone in this room has a king. You could say you have a bent. Maybe your bent is addiction. Maybe your bent is materialism. Maybe it's vanity. Maybe your bent is sex. Porn, is that your king? Maybe it's Sex with the opposite sex. Maybe it's sex with the same sex. What's your bent? Who's your king? Maybe your king is religion. Maybe your king is, I'll just get to heaven because I'm a nice person. Being a nice person doesn't get you to heaven. Being religion does, religious doesn't get you to heaven. Coming to church doesn't get you to heaven. You doing a lot of beautiful works and giving away all your money to the poor does not get you to heaven. There's only one way to heaven. And he said that he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Today, as you saw Topher, what he went through, a lot of you can probably relate to that. Maybe you didn't see your exact king or bent in that drama. But whatever your thing is, Jesus came for. We try to fill our heart with stuff. Stuff, just give me more stuff. Whatever the stuff is, raise, climbing the, the ladder, whatever your stuff is. But your stuff can never fulfill and fill a God void. Because the only thing that fills that void is a person. That person's name is Jesus. So it doesn't matter how you were born. The Bible says we're 
born into sin. And then we choose the sin. However you were born, whatever bent that you were born with, you're saying, well, I feel this way, so it must be right because I was born this way. No. We're born with all kinds of jack-up stuff because we're born into sin. We live in a sin fallen world and we have a sinful nature we're bent towards sin so it doesn't matter however you were born what's important is that you're born again because when you're you're born this way but when you're born again you're this way Jesus makes you brand new Jesus makes all things new. Everything's old. He gives you a brand new life, a brand new slate. He come to give you life and life abundant. It's the greatest news on the face of the earth, but still some people shun God. And I beseech you today, don't shun him anymore. I shun God. I came to an Easter gathering back in the mid-80s. And after that time, after God gave me that moment, I almost destroyed my life. But praise God, a couple of years later, I met the king. Today, your life could be forever changed. Written in a book of life. Knowing that you have eternal life, but not just about heaven, but about life and life abundant here. And it's through Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way. And I want to pray with you right now. That he's going to come into your heart. Forgive every sin. Born you again. Give you the gift of eternal And it can all happen through faith. A prayer of faith. If anyone believes on the name of Jesus, he will be saved. If anyone confesses him Lord and Savior, he will be saved. Would you pray with me right now? Does it matter if you're 18, 8, or 80? He wants to come and live inside of you. He wants you to understand and walk with him and have an intimate relationship with him. And you come to the reality of why you are sucking air on earth. And the only way you can do that is through him. If you've never received Jesus, look at me. Or you've walked away from him. Today is your Day. He's extended his mercy to you today. I can't give you tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know this very moment. You're here and he's given you this moment. And I want to pray with you this very moment. Would you bow your head? Bow your heart. And pray to receive Jesus Christ. Say this with me. If you're a believer, say this with me. But definitely if you're coming back to Christ or meeting him for the first time, let it come out of your heart, your mouth, and your faith. Say this with me, Jesus. I need you 
I'm in desperate need of you. I'm bent this way. But I know after today, God, I can be born again. Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner like everyone in this room. And I'm sorry for my sin. And I turn from it today. And I turn to you. I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness, your love, and salvation. Jesus, today, I declare you Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.